I think we're on. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of this humble little Zoomcast that commenced during an initial lockdown here in Victoria. I can't believe I'm saying it, but we're back. And uh, we're back in lockdown, but we're back with Zoomcast. We've got an all-stars edition, some of the very best guests that were uh, quite kind to give up their time over the journey uh, since this one commenced with uh, episode one and the great Brendan Allen back in August of 2020. I think we've had 16 or 17 episodes since then and uh, i tell you what today we've got more stars than oceans 11 12 and 13 all put together some of the industry's greats uh, that have joined us we've got sales uh, people we've got advocates we've got property management gurus we've got team leaders ceos the list goes on and on uh i'm very humble to say that i'm matt grimmer and i'm going to be running proceedings today i'm going to rip through uh, each guest individually we're going to have a bit of fun everybody's got a, a beverage in hand, give us a little beverage and a wave, team. Thanks again for coming on and uh, getting involved. So uh, I'll go through each person one by one. We'll learn a little bit about how their lockdown is going, what they've been up to for the bulk of the year, how their year has progressed. I mean, any one of these great people can jump in at any stage and uh, offer some tidbits as we uh, as we move through. We're going to start uh, with the big fella who uh, hasn't got any sleeves on his shirt, which I know is uh, is shocking. It's the great Matt Pilios, fresh off an Eric uh, special. Matty, welcome. You're still up north, I believe. I am. I'm working hard here. I just felt that not travelling back to distract my kids uh, at homeschooling would be the smartest option. And uh, with the okay from my partners, I've decided to stay in Queensland and enjoy the gym and make a lot of calls and be dollar productive and keep working oh, no uh, and coming off Eric. No doubt you're enjoying the gym, Matty. Those uh, guns are absolutely blazing. Uh, talk us through Eric. How was it? Obviously um, a lot of us uh, that were wanting to get there, weren't able to get there. Talk us through yeah. the week and how you, uh, how you managed to escape and what the atmosphere yeah. was like, despite uh, a lot of your colleagues and friends not, not being able to travel. Yeah, it was, it was awesome experience. Um, it wasn't wasn't as good without any Victorians there, or it was hardly any Victorians, maybe thirty or forty, uh, but no Marshall White people. But it was epic, you know. To speak there, uh, it was very. Uh, the last three or four weeks was very distracting because I, I wanted to make sure I did a good job uh, because twenty minutes of, of business content and real estate content uh, wasn't easy to do. You know, you can MC and you can commentate and, and do auction, auctions, but. I was actually pretty pretty scared and nervous and had a had a Saturday the day on the Saturday had a really bad day, just stressed out about it, had a sleepless night the Friday night. And I jumped on stage at 5.30. They gave the arena to every speaker. And Marcus, you probably will remember this. I think Madeline, you've spoken there. And they said, John McGrath said, you know, you've got to speak. And I just did the worst talk. And I got out of the way and he said, you know, you, you can't, can't walk around and I'm too fast and... Um, it was really good to get it out of the way. Don't scream, you're not compensating. And I just practiced it again. And I was just practicing the talk because you had to be 20 minutes. And it just came off really well. I think um, I was able to deliver some good messages to probably people starting up because the main reason I was there because I've only been in the industry for six years or five years. Yeah. Um, but it, it was epic. It was emotional not to have our team at Marshall Wide, Bell and the kids. Um, and I, I sort of felt guilt in some ways too, because everyone was stuck in Victoria. You know, so it was really mixed emotions. I must admit, I was, I was very emotional doing it at the end because I felt terrible 
for, for us, you know, martial art, we're a family. And, you know, I had, I had my wife coming who was imperative with everything I do. And I was just sad because of that, but I was very happy and humble to do it. Good on you. Um, the, the, the event was great. They had, I think, about 3,700 people um, there, okay, which so was pretty still awesome. A, still a pretty strong turnout despite uh, our state lost, being able to get there. Yeah, I think they'd lost 850 tickets um, from the Victorians, but had sold 150 in the last three days. And, you know, I got to meet some great people. Good on you. And, Maddie, the, the jacket that you wore, can you talk us through that? I mean, it was uh, – I don't know if anybody saw it. Uh, there's been a little bit on social media about it, Matt. As um, Talk us through the Godwin-Charlie uh, number. Well, Godwin-Charlie is one of the, the top stylists of Melbourne and is he? does our suits. And, he's, you know, he just said – I said, look, I'm speaking at Eric in, in May. Can I get something that's stylish? And obviously being in my 40s now, but no idea what's stylish. And uh, he said, mate, I'll get you the jacket. This one we've just ordered and got it tailor suited. And I just, yeah, it was great. So, uh, yeah, obviously, obviously some mixed reviews uh, from people, <laughs> a bit loud. Uh, but it was just, it was an amazing experience. Got some great content from a lot of the speakers. It was just, you just miss those, that, that Eric. It's such a great event. I mean, I know a lot of that martial art crew go to it. it you just really absorb some gold off different people. And, Real estate agents from different states. Well done. And and what was the feedback like, Matt? Obviously, you got a chance to meet a lot of people while you were up there. They were pretty impressed with uh, with what you brought to the table. But uh, it's a big event, isn't it? You get to meet agents from all across the country and have an opportunity to uh, to network with those. Yeah, it was it was nice. Um, a lot of photos and, and stuff. But you know, you're very grateful because there's a lot of aspiring agents to be there. Um, there's some interviews with, with Tom Panos and their gym. So it was really nice. It was very humbling. I think it's a great once in your, your real estate career experience. Yep. And I'm very grateful to have been chosen from, from John and McGrath and Tom. And hopefully I, I represent Marshall White well. And I hope John and Jack and Marcus Leonard and the, all, the, all the, the bosses were, were happy. And it was an absolute privilege. Well done. Well done. Now you've done well. We look forward to having you back here. Uh, safe travels to you. And thank you again for giving up a bit of time for this very special All-Stars edition of Zoom Cast. I've never um, seen so many superstars in the one Zoom cast. So I just want to say you all look epic today and I love you got all you guys and I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Matty. Good on you. Good on you. We're going to whip Thanks down for having um, me. the peninsula and, uh, geez, one of Marshall White's favourites that's uh, made a huge decision off the back of uh, lockdowns and, uh, and COVID and to set, uh, to set her career up for phase two, down uh, at RT Edgar Flinders. It's everybody's favourite, Maddie Kennedy. G'day, Matt. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thanks. For, uh, I was a little surprised to be invited, actually, now that I'm uh, no longer in the fold. But hey. um, nice to uh, nice to see all my all the old friendly faces. Mads, this isn't a martial white special. This is Matt Grimmer's Zoomcast, so don't worry about the no, fold. Yeah, uh, no, you no, are one of the yeah. all-time greats, and uh, it's a privilege to have you on here. Um, Thanks, Matt. A lot of people want to know, Mads, how was the move? Been for you personally, professionally. Uh, I did a little REA checking just before we jumped on. Uh, you've been busy, Mads. You're uh, you're right in the thick of it down there. I think ten sales already. Mm. You got four live listings. Uh, you're motoring down the peninsula, uh, which won't surprise any of us, by the way. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no, it's been um, it's been a little busier than I first anticipated. I thought I'd come down and have a slightly slower pace and spend a bit more time with the kids, but. Um, uh, it's been busy. A lot of people say to me, how did I forecast that this would happen on the peninsula? Well, that, that, that certainly wasn't any of my 
um, prediction or forecast. It was just luck. I think if we'd all bought, all bought a property down here a couple of years ago, we'd be laughing now. Um, but that's no, been great. Love it. Um, miss Obviously miss all the old crew from Marshall White. Still a little surreal that I'm not actually in the team anymore, but um, still get a few little tidbits through James, obviously, with what's going on. Um, but loving it down here, loving the lifestyle. Certainly do not miss the traffic in Armadale. Absolutely do not miss that. Um, and um, I think I've been back to Melbourne maybe two or three times since January and I kind of get in and get out. Um, prefer to be, uh, yeah, banging along the dirt track in in Flinders or Shoreham than High Street Armadale. So is it, is it different, Mads? Is there a difference in terms of volume, uh, process, mm. structure, company obviously is different, but your skill set as an agent uh, transitions uh, fairly easily, I'd, I'd imagine. But but maybe point out two or three of the differences that you've uh, that you've encountered since making the move. Um, the processes are um, the team that I'm working with is fairly systemized and process driven. So yep. there's not a lot of change from that perspective. Um, is um, most of the time is kind of spent out and about rather than in the office. So I'm either at, at home um, doing phone calls or I'm out and about with, you know, doing clients, doing inspections or appointments. Yep. Um, we, um, I think that there's probably um, a slightly more relaxed perspective from clients. Um, still an expectation, obviously, with, with delivering the service and delivering the results, but um, seem to be a little a little more um, relaxed about the process. Yep. There's no evening work, which is wonderful. Thank Whenever you. anyone wants to see you, it's 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 during the day. I think I drove out of Flinders at about five forty-five a couple of weeks ago. I just finished my five o'clock appointment, and it was an absolute ghost town. Um, so there's no kind of nighttime work, which is refreshing it's and important. Good. Obviously, with James getting home a little later from town and and uh, and having the kids um obviously so that's that's been nice yep um but now the the, the clientele is lovely um a lot less demanding but obviously still have a, an expectation of what's to be delivered um and the market is just you know we could sell most properties five times in the first week it's just absolutely nuts down here the the number of um you know the the number of people trying to get down here from melbourne um we just don't have enough listings it's you know, across the board, it's usually fairly quiet over winter. Um, people don't necessarily want to put their their ten acres on the market because of the muddy driveway or the, um, you know, the uh, the the leaf the leafless trees and things like that. So yeah. there's a few little off market deals that we're doing on the side, but there's um yeah slightly slightly slower over winter. So I've actually just enjoyed the the slower pace of lockdown. And um, having a bit more time with the kids. So, um, yeah, it's been great. Thank Good you. On you. Good on you. As I said, I don't think anybody's surprised by how quickly you've been able to find some traction uh, in that part of the world. And uh, I think everybody at Marshall White wishes you great success as you continue to do great things down the peninsula. Just before we let Mads go, does anybody want to jump off and say good day or, or ask a question? As I said, incredibly informal setup here. Jovanovic, Chiminello, I'm probably looking at you to, uh, to get involved if you want to. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, Matt, Kenny, I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually jump in. Yes, with a question for you. Oh yeah, Simon. Um, yep. Um, Maddie, you've also had some pretty big news um, in recent weeks. 
so what have you got up to in lockdown? Can you uh, can you share that with us? Not sure we're hijacking Mads's spot here, Simon. <laughs> no, you go for it. Go for it. Sort of not where, I, not where I was hoping you might go with this. Chima, were you going to ask Mads specifically a question before I answer Simon's? Not anymore. I want to hear this. Got it. Got it. Look, uh, lockdown's tough. Uh, there's not much going on. So I, uh, I decided to propose to, to Danielle and uh, we managed to get engaged over the, uh, uh, over the last couple of days, which has been nice. So, so what are you saying? If, if you weren't in lockdown, you wouldn't have proposed? I just think it adds an extra layer of... Um, uh, demand, Simon, for that sort of stuff. Oh. We, we celebrated five years together on uh, Saturday and it was probably the right time to uh, to get moving. So I feel really embarrassed about speaking about this during uh, Zoomcast, but thank you. Matthew, Matt, how are you, Matt? Brendan, I'm well, mate. How are you? Just to, why did it take five years, do you think? Like, what was the, what was the, um, what was the reason for sort of longer deliberation? Reluctancy. You've got industry professionals like Kate Bakos on here that just wants to learn a little bit about the industry and give some... Anna, this is gold. I'm loving it. You've got silly people on here. Um, Brendan, it took five years uh, uh, because that's how long it takes sometimes. But when you know, you know. And it was just a matter of making sure that you get the right environment to do it in. Uh, lockdown didn't help. Initially, we had some plans to, uh, to get up to Byron Bay. That didn't work. But uh, we came up with a nice plan B and... Um, uh, we're very happy, very happy. Oh, well, I reckon I think five years is pretty quick. So that's what I mean, but anyway, that's um, that's good, mate. Well done. Thank you. Hey, Thank please you. tell us you got down on one knee. I did. Tell I us. did, Kate. Uh, hello to Kate Humphreys, one of the greats in property management. I did, Kate. Um, uh, it took me a little longer to get back up than what I would have liked, um, but I, I, I did one knee. It. Yeah. yeah. And was she surprised, Matt? For the answer. Uh, have you have you ever seen the, uh, the there's a lot of crying memes out there, Chima? You know, a lot of uh, yeah. funny crying faces. Well, that's what I was greeted with uh, when I when I popped the question, and then it was a little delay, and she said, uh, "Oh, it's a yes, by the way," which is uh, sort of nice to hear, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to move off me. Thank you for bringing that up, uh, Simon. <laughs> uh, and I'll just make memory of some of these uh, comments as we whip through each person individually. Uh, well done, Mads. Thank you for jumping on. I genuinely appreciate you to be a part of this. And um, I know that Thanks, you may man. have to leave uh, earlier than, than anticipated. So that's okay. Uh, at any stage, if you need to jump off, Thanks. by all means, do I so. I will jump off shortly. I've just got a little Zoomy drink session to head to. So um, hey, I'll, Maddie. I'll stay on for a bit longer. Yes, Kate. I just wanted to say, Brendan actually had a little present for you on his screen. I just don't <laughs> think you saw I it. Do. I was just going to, I didn't want to interrupt, but um, George, my 16 month old son, just did this for you, Matthew. <laughs> he, um, he's come a long way with his English very quickly, actually, and he's just popped that together, mate. There's a couple of little stars and a few squiggles on it. He's very proud of you, he said. So I just thought I'd pass that on, mate. I haven't had a chance to see you. Sorry. Very nice of uh, George and probably Sophie as well. Thank you, mate. Good on you. Very nice. Um, all right. Well, we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep moving. Uh, we've got one of the industry's all time greats in uh, in Marcus Kimonello, who's uh, in his backyard. So I feel kind of guilty that you're in a spray jacket. Um, you, you look like you're I on. I'm freezing, Maddie. I'm freezing. Yep. Oh, your house probably worth ten to twenty five million dollars, but you're in the backyard on uh, some dodgy internet connection. I hope you can hear us okay, yep. uh, mate. How are you? I, I certainly can. I'm well, buddy. I'm well. Much. Uh... Much uh, richer and wiser today for this experience being back on here for, uh, for 2.0. It's great. 
Very good. Very good. Now, uh, look, obviously you are, um, well, none of us are, um, are new to lockdown. We've all been through this before. You, you've had a, mm-hmm. without overselling it, you've had a stellar uh, year or certainly start to the year uh, personally. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously you've got a great team behind you. Mandy Stanley, uh, your business manager on this as well, who we'll get to shortly. Um, mate, how have you been? Quite seriously, since you and I last spoke, uh, a lot's happened from a real estate perspective, particularly right at the top end of, uh, of yep. Melbourne real estate. How have things progressed for you? Uh, it's been really good. The, um, I think last time I spoke to you, I was about half a dozen fireballs down. So it was, uh, it was a bit of a blurry interview. Um, but I'm, I'm on the wagon this time. I'm staying off alcohol at the moment. It's, uh, it's making me much sharper. It's actually been very effective this year. Um, no, the, the market's been really kind. I think, look, I don't think we expected it to, to rebound as, uh, as quickly as it did. And look, I genuinely think we're going to have another surge. Coming out of these lockdowns, you can just sense the frustration from the marketplace and we'll, uh, we'll slingshot back. Um, life's been good. Like lockdown, look, lockdown, lockdown, you know, as much as you can, you know, you can cry, you can complain, just, you know, you just got to deal with it. It is what it is. We can't change it. I know it's as, as exciting as you know interviewing Brendan Allen on a Zoom cast, but you just got to you got to move on. You just got to deal with it. Um, hang on, I've got to, I've got to make your hanging out a second story window. Jacko, get in. Close that window, mate. Close that window. He's got a soft landing if he lands in the pool. Get in, what's buddy. Jack, Close the window. What's Jack, bon, what's Jack Bongiorno doing upstairs in your house? He just comes around and hangs out randomly. You know what he's that's like. That's unbelievable. You know, is he like. still tall? He only lives, he lives one street away now. Uh, oh, that's no. a scary thing. Uh, as you can tell, folks, we are raw, live, and uncut when we do this. Uh, we click once to record and we click once to stop. So if Chimba's kid uh, makes a jump for it mid, uh, mid-Zoom, mid that's just Just keep an eye out for me. If you see yeah. him coming over, just keep an eye out. Yeah. We will. We will. Marcus, what, why do you think, I mean, all, all sectors of the market seem to show some great signs of strength post-lockdowns. Mm-hmm. What do you think specifically mm-hmm. the top end has been as strong as it has during what has been a pretty tumultuous time um, and, and unprecedented, I hate that word, but, yep. but it has been. Yep. Why do you think the top end's been so bloody strong in, in relation to the rest of the market? Oh, I think, you know, it's a really good question. It's one I've answered a lot this year because it's not until you really think about it that the situations like what we're going through at the moment with this lockdown, it really, it, it heightens deficiencies in the way people live, particularly when people are now planning for like today where you have to potentially educate, work, enjoy, relax, do everything under the same roof line, depending on the size of your family. So look, there have been a lot of people that have made a lot of wealth uh, in that journey. That's been the silver lining from COVID. That it's, you know, the, the business has gone very well. But I think people are prepared, given the cost of money and how cheap it is, is to, to live in houses that don't aren't fit for their purpose. Because I think if you wound the clock back 18 months ago or two years ago, for a lot of people with busy lifestyles and, and school-age kids, they were literally passing through. Like they were just visitors to the home because they'd basically go in, eat, sleep, on with their lives, come back and perhaps go away on the weekends or go away for long extended holidays. They didn't probably place as much importance on their home as they as they have done now. And that's why, like, you know, these, these big $20, $30 million homes are going on the market. People are stepping up for $10, $15 million homes and it's snapping up quickly because they know there is a limited supply. Yeah, got it. Got it. Mate, um, I saw a double-page spread in the Herald Sun a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if I... I wasn't going to bring this up, but I, I was bloody interested in it. <laughs> for, for you to be yep. a part of that, I, I don't know um, uh, uh, how it was received or, or how you managed to get uh, to get roped into doing that, but um, what's the feedback yep. 
been like. And mm-hmm. in addition to it, one of the one of the things I think it was nice to to read to come out of it was that um, you're at the very top of your game because you have an ability to keep a lot of key information private or, or um, results withheld, and, and you've got great confidentiality with some of the 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 uh, clients that you deal with. Um, yeah, talk me through that that process. How hard is it to keep it confidential, and um, how did you get roped into that article in the first place? Uh, I can't talk about it. <laughs> confidential, Matty. Um, I was I was roped in, mate. I was roped in. I was fucking. Excuse my language. I was pissed off on the Sunday. I hate the Herald Sun. The back six pages are about as far as I go on the Herald Sun. Um, <laughs> The uh, they 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 reached out. They heard through um, a buyer's advocate um, email that I'd sold two hundred million dollars worth of real estate in four weeks, which was embellished anyway. But they reached out and said, "Oh, we you know we might be doing an article about you and this sort of stuff. And can you talk about?" It? I said, "But I really can't. The, you know, the, the, the deals, the prices, the people that were involved, I can't really talk about. It. So it's not going to be a very exciting interview." And they sort of left it at that. And then they called me two days later and said, "Do you mind if you get a photographer to pop past um, and take a photo of you somewhere? Can we meet you?" And I said, "Look." If you come between some 12 and 1 on Friday, I'm going to be in the office uh, and you can take a photo of me out front of the office or I've got a house across the road for sale. They're great. I said, what's it going to be? And they go, we're going to do an article on prestige real estate. Nothing about every other thing that was in that uh, article. Right. Mr. Pilios. Um, and I, uh, I was like, okay, great. All right, I'll do it. Took the photo. The photographer's like, going, the photographer's like jump up in the air with your hands in the air. I'm like, no, mate. I am not doing that. He's like, it's from the Herald Sun. I said, this is what I'm afraid of. Um, and anyhow, on Sunday morning, which was Mother's Day, I started getting some uh, pretty uh, pretty good messages from friends and family. Um, and I was like, oh, I've got to look, I've got to find this article. I've got to check it out. And uh, yeah, that's how I ended up there, mate. That's how I ended up there. So it wasn't the article I expected. Uh, I should have suspected, but didn't expect. Um, and look, you know, look, keeping it confidential, I think, People want to keep their business confidential. It can't be confidential for too long in this day and age, uh, unfortunately, in the information age. But for as long as I can, I'll, I'll keep it under wraps because I just think it just, you know, it, once again, it's uh, a person employs you to do something. Um, or, you know, if there's an, you know, an NDA and a contract that you've got to honour, you've got to honour it. It's just part of the think, process. Uh, do you think, Chima, with the confidentiality, do you think a lot of it is the agent excited about their own achievement wanting to beat their chest? Like the people that uh, can't sales confidential a lot of the time when they may be asked to and they can't help but oh, yeah. they've done 100 uh, yeah. absolutely well like it's it, it's a celebration if you, if you, you know to to knock one of these houses off and, and, and you know and sell it successfully you do you want to beat the chest because it is it's, a, you know, it's an achievement uh so yeah it's you know, i think for a lot of people it's hard to contain it it really is uh, i wasn't and- expecting such a such a such a sensible question from you, Brendan. So I was no, a bit off no, guard. I was going to say, when you sell four or five $20 million houses a week, you sort of get, you get used to it, don't you, really? Like, it sort of, it becomes like, you know. <laughs> yeah. More off the <laughs> Right, yeah. I wish, I wish that was a joke, BA, but it's not. It's quite serious stuff. Uh, that is a good question from you. We, we do have uh, real estate royalty amongst us, folks. So does anybody have a question uh, for Marcus or a comment uh, based on some of the stuff that we've just heard? Marcus, I can uh, knock off after this, can't I? <laughs> now you've got one more letter to do. <laughs> True, I got it. It's fine. Outstanding. Mar- Marcus, can, thank you. Uh, Thanks, for, buddy. For giving you some nuggets. Uh, mate, if you have to whip off as well, by all means, uh, you, you're not bound to be here, but thanks for giving us a bit of time. I generally appreciate it. 
Uh, thanks, mate. I'm going to unlock some windows. <laughs> Good man. Good man. All right, we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna move along. Uh, I'm going grid view, so everybody's got a bit of a different grid view. But I am going to go to one of the best buyers advocates, not only in the state but in the country. It's Kate Bacos, who's been kind enough to join us. Are you there, Kate? Can you hear me? Okay. I am, Matt. So that's a lovely um, little intro. Thank you. I feel quite honoured to be on this, and it's lovely to see some of you that I know and I've worked with over the years. So yeah, thanks for letting me into the the secret club for today. Uh, absolute pleasure. You were episode 11 of uh, Zoomcast and some great feedback coming through. Uh, you're the only advocate we've had on thus far and that pissed off a couple of other advocates, Kate, let me tell you. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's part of this game. You win some and you lose some. Um, talk me through your your year. Obviously, the market's got some great steam in it or certainly yeah. uh, has until uh, we've had the brakes put on us from a lockdown perspective. But, geez, as an advocate... I reckon, and, and you'll fill us in, but it might be a double-edged sword that that's, um, you've got plenty of people that are out there wanting to buy a piece of real estate, but at the same time, you, you might be going along to a lot of auctions and, and finishing second or third just based on, on market forces. How's yeah, it been pretty awful, to be honest. A, a seller's market with this gusto is every buyer's agent's nightmare, and I'm not even getting silver medals sometimes. Right. So, you know, my auction success rate... It's, it's not even at 50% and that can be really hard. It's, it's a bit soul destroying when you've got a team behind you and you're doing all that due diligence, the analysis, dealing with the emotions of the buyer. And we all know just, you know, how much gusto the market's had to it. You can get someone in a position where they recognize what it's likely to go for on the day and they're still saying, I really want it. I'll give you more. I'll put everything on the table. You know, sometimes as an advocate, you grit your teeth and think, my goodness, that's a big price. I hope I don't have to use every bit of that. And then it sails past you. That has been the the last six months. It's been very, very challenging. And I think, you know, looking at this little lockdown that we've had now, I have to say, I've taken a few straw polls around the place and a lot of advocates and selling agents have been a little bit relieved to have a reprieve just not that any of us want to be locked down and and out of doing business but you know seven days didn't sound too bad I must say got it got it how what's the what's the process like Kate when you've got it when you've got a, a buyer that misses out on two or three or four yeah. is it a case of of simply trying to up the budget or, or realign expectations um I'd imagine that that would be uh a tough process and, and obviously we're on the other side of it you know largely representing vendors uh, in what we do day to day but but talk us through that process for somebody who's missed out repeatedly in a pretty hot market yeah it's very very difficult and you've got to be prepared to talk about the pace of the market and have that difficult conversation and I sometimes say to clients you know remember when I said to you if there's something difficult that we need to talk about we'll have that conversation you won't like it well the time has come and you track the pace of the market. Nobody has a perfect crystal ball, but what we can do is look back at very similar products and recognise in a given area for a given dwelling type what the market's tracking at. And in the absolute heat of the market in a lot of the areas that I was covering, we were watching market movement at 2% a month. So 1% a fortnight. So for a first home buyer or, or someone upgrading with a million dollar budget, they have to be prepared for that property to, to gain a $10,000 value on a linear scale every fortnight. And, you know, the, the higher the budget, the more significant that is. And I'm not um, even talking about looking at different quartiles of the market. So the message that I've had to have with a lot of clients during that time was 
next week you need to be prepared to set a new record for that dwelling type in that suburb. That's a hard thing for an advocate to say and no one wants to set the record. But you also know that when the market's moving at this pace, someone will set a new record that overtakes your record yep. in the following week or fortnight. Yep. And there's there's a lot of tears to mop up. You have to be very prepared to ask for the full budget up front because there's no point having a buyer, you know, giving you a restricted conservative budget and then finding an extra 10 or 15 or 50 or 100, whatever it might be. You, you're just on a, on a really difficult journey if they're drip feeding you additional budget incremental increases because you'll find if, if you're with them for three months which is a long search in this particular market yeah. their stretch budget might get you what what you know that their, their traditional budget could have so yeah. you've just got to be prepared to put it all on the line do your due diligence and accept that you might be setting a little record yeah yeah so if you're if you're a buyer out there in the marketplace at the moment kate whether you've got a, an advocate like yourself or, or whether they're trying to do it on their own what, yeah. what sort of advice are you giving them when it comes to reading the play from a price perspective? Is it uh, be prepared to pay more than a guide? Be prepared to compete? Always. Yeah. I say don't look at the guide. And that's that's not about the, the way that prices are put on the guide. You've got to do your due diligence. And we had a lot of situations where over COVID, agents had already engaged with with their vendors and they they might have already earmarked property for sale and they've done all of their comparable sales analysis. They've already worked through how they're going to quote the property. And then the vendor comes on three, four, five months later. Well, if you're looking at, at price analysis that's dated, yep. that vendor might have agreed to that at the time. And I'm saying to all of my buyers, don't bother looking at the price guide. You have to be prepared to do some research. In my case, I'm doing the research, but anybody who's about to spend significant money on a property, they've got to be prepared to look at the comparable sales. It doesn't take, um, you know, a license to do that. It's not rocket science. You get on the sold tab of a search engine, have a look at something that's similar, yep. get five or six of them and work through whether it's really in your budget or not. Yeah. And Kate, just, just lastly, from a professional sense, how, how are you going in the off market world? I can tell you as an agent, uh, it's bloody difficult to list. Hate them. <laughs> and, well, it, it's tough to list an off market opportunity at the moment because most vendors are prepared and, and you've got the likes of Dwayne Wallowick and Sarah Wood on here and, and the great Brad Cooper, but um, most vendors are prepared to roll the dice and say, well, the market's hot enough for me to punt it from yeah. a marketing investment perspective or a styling investment perspective to achieve an above average result based on what I know. Um, I'd imagine that, that finding off-market opportunities for an advocate uh, is proving difficult. There's two kinds of off markets. There's there's this situational off market where they've genuinely got themselves into a position where they have to sell quickly. That they might have some quirky um, requirements that might be that they want to stay on while they're building something else. So you know that's not an easy property to take to auction because you've got your own set of conditions. It might be that you know the tenants are complete grub or they're making access really difficult and the person has to sell. So that's a situational off market. We want to know about them. The discretionary off-market, they're a total waste of time. They're wasting agents' times. They're wasting buyers' times. They've got lofty price expectations and then they convert to an auction anyway. So, no, the, the situational off-markets are really the only ones that we can focus on. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Kate, are there any agents on here that uh, you've been in a tough negotiation with over the journey that you want to pound on a little bit before you leave or...? 
No, not tough ones. We've had great dealings. I've I've worked with Sarah a little bit more recently. Um, Dwayne and I go back a long way. Um, we've had some great dealings. In fact, I remember Marquee Street. <laughs> remember that one, Dwayne? That I've, I could write a book about some of the the deals that I've had, and that one was a quirky one. Um, I got a phone call after the auction when the the winning buyer had done a runner. So. Yeah, lots of wonderful stories that I could share. But, yeah, friendly faces here and, and you guys are great to work with. I must say, Maddie, if I could just jump in and say, um, out of all the advocates we do work with, um, Kate has been the, by far one of the standouts, if not the best, um, just in terms of communication and and um, just that transparency. I think that always, you know, it makes a relationship a really positive one. So um, thank you, Kate, uh, for being a pleasure to work with. That means a lot. I would second that wholeheartedly. Yeah, very, very straight to do business with. Yeah, I think that's how you have to do business because, you know, ultimately we've we've got a buyer, we've got a seller and we're trying to make it happen for them. And, you know, we know how to talk about a fair price, but, yeah, it's it's all about having really great transparency and, and good relationships so that the opportunities keep coming for years and years. Good on you. Uh, well said. Thank you. Uh, thanks for jumping on, Kate. I genuinely appreciate it. As I said, I know we don't have much on uh, because we're all locked down, but gee, still nice of you to give up some of your time and, and join us and give a, a different perspective on what you do day to day from an advocacy uh, perspective. So thanks again. Total pleasure. Good on you. Now, Dwayne and Sarah, you jumped in together to uh, sing Kate's praises. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave you both off mute and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to work with you together if that's okay, because you are uh, industry giants in your own right. Dwayne doing some beautiful work out of Burundara and Sarah, uh, an incredible agent in uh, the city of Port Phillip. Um, Dwayne, I might start with you first. Mate, uh, your Zoomcast uh, received a lot of positive feedback uh, just about uh, the sort of person you are, let alone the agent you are. But, mate, how are you? How have things progressed since you and I last spoke? And uh, what does your year look like uh, from, say, January to now? Yeah, uh, thanks, Matt. And um, yeah, thanks for having me back on. Um, look, I, I reckon um, I've been a positive one. I've, I've, we've got a great team at the moment, um, and I, and um, in, I guess the Hawthorne team in general is a really um, a well, good synergy, if I could say that, and um, a, a good. Uh, um, so uh, the year started well. I mean, Burundara Market's super strong. I know Kate would testify. She's looking for some property in the area for some of her clients. and. Um, really, really firing at the moment. Um, so from a real estate perspective, I couldn't be happier. Um, from a personal point of view, I'm obviously very happy. I, I guess I'm as a person, but but uh, I've been, you know, I'm married, been married for nearly 25 years and three kids, you know, 21, 19 next week or a couple of weeks, I should say, I should know that birthday and um, and also 16. And, and um, so, you know, private school fees are sort of almost mm -hmm. behind. So that makes me even more happier. And um, yeah, and, and just I guess just during this lockdown period, Maddie, I'm just really trying to focus on perhaps working a little harder on myself. Um, and I know, you know, some sort of very cliche during this period, but I've got to, first, I've got to be very, very careful. I'm not spending too much time in the kitchen area because I, I must say, I, I, I tend to, um, I don't know, when I'm prospecting, even just during this lockdown period, I mean, prospecting, I just seem to walk with my AirPods in towards the, walk-in pantry <laughs> i get stuck there and all of a sudden the peanut butter jar is half full and um anyway it's i just got to work on other things but otherwise um yeah just trying to make sure i get some balance and enjoy and being a little bit easier on myself not so hard on myself and expect 
that I, I should be running at the same pace because um, we probably can't. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne, speaking of balance, everybody on here is, is body fit and firing, which makes me feel really good about myself. But, um, uh, mate, what is your what is your go-to? Because I know for me, um, Caramilk have got a couple of varieties out at the moment. They've gone with a marble setup, and then they've, uh, they've hit a hokey pokey and a, uh, um, a top deck uh, combination. So the chocolate... Nice just uh, ripping through the pantry at the moment. What are you going with? Oh, look, Maddie, I'm, I'm, the problem is I'm in, I'm all, um, like I can't do go, go by heart. I'll go one day where I'm just really, really disciplined. And then the next day I just completely undo that work. And um, so really anything that's nailed down, it, it goes in my, my, my gob and, um, and leave a lot behind. You're very good. That is, uh, that's not true. You're fit and firing, mate. Thank you for, for jumping on. Woody, uh, can I cut to you just quickly? I've got a question I was going to ask a couple of people, but you're the right person to answer this. Given what you know about lockdowns past to, to moving into this particular lockdown, is there anything that you learned last time that you, that you said, all right, bloody hell, we're locked down again, so I better, I better get this right or organised, or are you just taking it in your stride one day at a time and, and still still doing what you do? Uh, uh, I would say the latter probably. I'm probably taking a pretty relaxed approach to it, sometimes almost a little bit too relaxed. I think the agents that really dominated certainly the first quarter of this year were the ones that probably utilised lockdown um, and, and did serious prospecting and, and worked really hard, whereas I've found my start of the year's been uh, quieter um, in terms of the start that I had but then you know it's just funny the momentum how it works I feel like I've probably never been busier in terms of what what's ahead of me so I think it just works in cycles so I'm a bit with Dwayne I think it's just I think we've got to be kinder to ourselves and I think we do work incredibly hard and I also think that COVID has really removed the boundaries of, you know, if you get a message or something at seven or eight or nine o'clock, there is an expectation to respond. Um, so I think we've got to be better at turning off. So um, I'm the first to admit I haven't done a huge amount of work this lockdown. I've really taken it as a, uh, this might well be the holiday. Um, of course, I'm reactionary with the phone ringing and things like that um, and, and talking to the current vendors. Um, because I can't see us having a, a, well, personally, I can't see myself having a break in June or July. So I think we just have to take it when it comes and, and obviously um, react to the work when it's in, in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, what, and I know there's no right answer to this, Woody. It all comes down to the individual. Some people have kids, some people are married, some people are single. So your life um, setup will dictate how you, how you go about it. But what what do you think is right in terms of when you should respond or when you should give yourself a break? You know, do you do you have a do you have a phone down at seven pm policy and pick it up at eight o'clock in the morning, or, or you're not that rigid? Uh, it depends on the client, but what I have learned is I think you have to create boundaries. I think if you do respond to a, a vendor at eight or nine o'clock at night, there is an expectation that they think that that's always going to be the way. So. I'll read the play depending on how urgent it is. Um, but if it's not urgent, uh, it can certainly wait till the morning. Um, I think I need to get better at that. And certainly my partner makes me aware of the fact that I am probably too much on my phone. And, and that's definitely something I need to improve on. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting for those that are, have got partners that are not real estate people, the, the different view and opinion that they have on the way we work and, and what we do. If, um, 
if you happen to be connected to somebody within real estate, then it seems to be part part and parcel. But for those that's uh, particularly with people that, that aren't real estate agents or advocates or property managers, they look at us like we're, we're bloody insane and, and so they should. So uh, no, that's interesting, Woody. I, I appreciate you answering those because um, yeah, I thought you'd be the right person to give us some, some shed some light on that sort of stuff. Mm, pleasure. Good stuff. Hey, uh, Simon Jovanovic, CEO of Marshall White. You're probably three to four Peronis deep by the time I've got to you uh, on here. Welcome. Thanks, Maddie. How are you? Uh, yeah, really good, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I think like a few people have commented, um, taking a little bit more of a, a more relaxed uh, view on, on this lockdown. Um, you know, fingers crossed it's uh, it's, it's behind us by the, the end of next week and, and we're back at, at least... You know, at least showing people through houses and uh, you know, won't, be, won't be too many auctions on the long weekend, yeah. but uh, we'll be back operating. Um, yeah, so, so I think uh, like others have said, I know Dwayne's been keeping fit. I've been trying to exercise every day. Um, I, had a, I had a run this morning with, uh, with Dan Wheeler from our, from our Armidale office and, and I think uh, neither of us were going to back down. So I, I, think, uh, I think both of us probably ran a bit hard, um, <laughs> not, letting the, not wanting to let the other one uh, uh, get up on them. Um, you know, different approach with homeschooling as well. I've got, uh, you know, most of you know, I've got three kids, a, 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 year, a child in year 10, uh, Tommy, I've got Bella in year seven and, and Millie in year five, and just trying to take a bit more of a relaxed approach with that and, and probably just take some pressure off us as parents as well. Yeah. Uh, my wife's a, she's a prep teacher. So she, she's busy with, with 25 prep kids. Uh, so just trying to juggle, j- juggle and, and just get a bit of balance at, uh, at home. Yeah. So overall, though, very good. But Simon, lockdowns lockdowns can be a lot of things. They can be frustrating for for a lot of people, and they certainly are because they they break up some of the momentum that a lot of people uh, have been you know, working incredibly hard to get. To the agent that's, or not necessarily the agent, mind you, to the property manager, to the real estate person that's frustrated about the current climate and environment that feels like their momentum's been taken away and and uh, they're being dictated to as opposed to being uh, free, like most uh, most real estate people like to be. What, what sort of message would you pass on? Look, we've really said to the team um, when it was initially a week, we just said, look, you know, take a breather. Um, you know, everyone across the state is actually in the same situation. Uh, people are understanding. Everyone's frustrated, um, but the world's not going to end. Um, you know, whilst we're frustrated, we're still we're still a lot luckier than uh, than most countries around the yeah. world. So the focus really was um, you know, control the controllables. Uh, there's nothing you can do. Take a break, take the foot off the pedal for, for a couple of days uh, and we'll be back next week. Now that's that stretch to two weeks, um, look, we'll, we'll start to get back into the swing of things a little bit more next week with company meetings and, and sales meetings dropping back in. Um, but, but overall, the, the, the message still is, you know, t- take a breather. Um, we're gonna be back. Uh, we know that um, you know, on the sales side, for example, uh, you know, the, the, the back end of June and, and, and probably July school holidays now are going to be quite busy. Yep. Um, so the team's going to be back uh, back back, back uh, under the pump very, very quickly. And that's the same across property management projects. Um, so, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the mini break whilst we can, um, but, uh, but recharge for a, for, for a busy couple of months in, in front of us. Yep. Yep. Well done. Um, speaking of a busy couple of months, if I could just turn our attention to the property management division at the moment, Kate Humphreys is uh, with us. She's uh, uh, one of the more positive people that uh, any of us have had the opportunity to work with and, and uh, 
uh, spend some time with. Kate, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay for a Friday at almost five o'clock. Yeah. I'm only I'm only half a drink in, and it's quite a light gin. So. Thank you, Kate, because this could have been a very different Zoom cast had you uh, pounded through. That's right. Everyone else, everyone else can do that. So that's totally fine. Um, but no, I feel like I was saying to our team, whilst the week has actually flown for us, but I also still feel like we've been in this lockdown forever. It's just this weird getting your head around. Yeah, just and knowing obviously it has been extended. But I think as well, our team has probably done the same thing. We thought, well, look, there's only so much we can do. Let's just try and have a bit of a have a bit of a break. I guess for us, our market that doesn't really change. So we're always busy every season, and we're always, you know, we're always on the go. So for us, you know, for coming off this, and as Marcus said, we will have a bit of a surge. Um, but it's so funny and scary to think we're already in halfway through the year. Like, how are we already halfway through this goddamn year? Sure. Oh, I just don't know how it's happened. So, yeah. but that's obviously that's a good sign. So for us, I think, you know, really the momentum, we haven't had as, I guess, as such a, a surge in our market like the sales team, but we've been so consistent. And it's funny, Marcus was mentioning that people have spent so much time in their own homes over the last 12 months and they're wanting to make changes or they're wanting to do things. What we're finding is that there are so many families, especially in that Stonington area, they're, they're building, they're renovating, they're going, okay, I've got to do more to my home, I've got to extend it. So they don't want to um, actually sell or leave where they are. They'd like to yeah. obviously do some work to it. So we've actually found, especially probably in the last three months, there's been so many people that are building, which is awesome. So uh, a, yeah. rent, a rent on the way back, do you think, Kate? How do you Look, think it's, it's consistent. I sort of, um, we obviously, our, our days on market, our vacancy rates have come back. Um, I, we're not sort of, everyone was sort of saying, oh, it's dropped by 10%. It probably hasn't dropped by about 10%. We're just conservative, trying not to obviously go for, and we really don't even talk about last year. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's consistent. We're not sort of firing in terms of getting these unbelievable prices like the sales market. But at the same time, we're still, we're still achieving some really good results and quickly and still doing a lot of market too. So, yep. um, and it's, I think it's really good to see that there are so many people out there that are all still wanting, um, wanting properties and there is still a demand. You know, we, we don't have enough stock for some clients too. So it's just, yeah, it's funny. Our leasing team we're on a really good roll. There's been really good momentum across all of our offices. So it's just, yeah, I just, it's crazy to think it's already June and, and look, yes, we are back here again, but I was going to tell you both and Dwayne, do yourself a favor. TV snacks have actually bought out a Krispy Kreme version. And I've got to tell you, they're pretty good. Wow. All right. So last thing I know. No, no, yeah. trust me. There's an original flavor. So it's like an original Krispy Kreme. And then there's a strawberry um, cupcake one, listen here, my pantry, they're gone. So. Dangerous stuff. <laughs> Dangerous stuff. Kate, thank you. It's always nice to hear uh, a property management uh, perspective. I know you had about 130 odd changes to the uh, Residential Tenancies yeah. Act which you had to work through as well, which sounded bloody riveting. Simon, I was on every one of those meetings um, where we got the updates. So thanks for that. Um, Yes, been a been a, a tough, tough 12, 18 months for property management, hasn't it, Kate? And that, look, that's the thing. I think when you look at the leasing side of the market and then you look at the actually managing the properties and everything that the team have to go, go through and the amount of training and the amount of support. I mean, 
There are so many amazing team members who you can go to. And, and that's what it is. It really comes down to, especially when you're looking at those and wanting reassurance. Um, and even you guys, I mean, you guys can always come and say, hey, what's the change with this or what's happened with that? And it's still changing. This is the crazy thing. Yes, there's new legislation that's in place, but they still sometimes change it. Um, so we're just really fortunate that our beautiful team who's growing. And the weird thing is, our since in COVID, our department's grown. It's absolutely boomed. Yeah. But the scary thing is Paula actually said to us, 30% of our market, it, it sort of, sorry, 30% of property managers have actually left the industry in the last 12 months. Is that right? So 30%. for us to know, yeah, yeah, they've had a bit of a rethinking on, oh my God. But for us to know that we've grown um, and we've got fabulous people around us and joining the family, it's awesome. Good on so you. Yeah, yeah, definitely from the Armadale side of things, we're very much a, you know how they say they're a happy team at Hawthorne? We're a happy team at good old Stonington. Good so, yeah, so it's really good. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for jumping on and giving us uh, that angle. It's always nice to hear from you. Crispy well creams. Hey, uh, Brad Cooper, uh, you're in the building. If I could just get you to come off mute. How are Thanks, you? Thanks, Mandy. Yeah, I'm well. How are you? Very well. Very good well. To be on I know, board. Brendan and uh, Mandy, you've been waiting patiently to uh, get some airtime, and I promise uh, I won't keep you long. But um, I've moved across to, uh, he's the leader of the apartment division at Marshall White, Brad Cooper. And Brad, uh, you're doing a magnificent job at leading that little unit, by the way. But I was interested in Kate's commentary about um, uh, having to replenish uh, from a staffing perspective. Obviously, when COVID first hit and there were, you know, know, a lot of uncertainty surrounding businesses and financial positions. And as a result of that, you know, unfortunately, some people had to be um, had to be shown the door, not because of performance or or who they were as people, but because of the unknown. Um, you're in you're in major recruitment overdrive at the moment, aren't you? To sort of restock. Yeah, the, definitely the are people. at the moment, Maddie. Um, you're right. Back uh, when COVID hit the first time last year, uh, you know there were crisis meetings going around everywhere, and I think we had to let. You know, I think there was one day I had to let three or four go in that particular day. So that was a very, you know, very tough. Given yeah. that I only been at the company for you know for two or three months so always very hard to let good people go but certainly at the moment I think I had uh, six or seven resumes hit my desk uh, just the week before before lockdown so conducting plenty of interviews and uh, you know there's certainly a lot of good people out there that want to you know want to get into the industry um, and, and get into sales so we're sifting through them to, uh, to hopefully uh, you know bolster the team good on you at the moment, which is which is good because it's certainly a very you know you look at um, the last couple of months in in Team One we've had record months of you know 42, 45 transactions uh, so it's been extremely busy so I definitely want to you know to bolster the team across the board at the moment. Yeah, yeah, the, the volume game is um, it's never been higher from a from a Team One perspective and um, it might have been uh, some some landlords or, or rental providers, Kate, that's. Uh, have decided to to on sell an investment property and then reassess where they're at uh, in in the coming months or years. So, um, Brad, how was uh, how's your year gone uh, professionally and, and personally uh, apart from lockdown? Oh, look, it's been a good uh, it's, it's been a good eighteen months. I've you know been back at Marshall White, Matty, um, and it's guys like you and and Kane and Yossi and the entire team that make you know make my role even even more, um, I guess, rewarding because you're a great, um, I think Damien Hardwick says to, to the Tigers, uh, you, you're an incredible team. He says that a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I must admit you guys are certainly an incredible team 
and a, a wonderful bunch of, uh, you know, just good people and you become friends, um, which I think is important as well, you know. I had a kick of the footy yesterday with, uh, with Mandy and, uh, and Maddie and, and Yossi and I managed to pop a calf. Um, oh. so, so there you go. Uh, you know, we were out at, uh, having a, an illegal kick at Caulfield Park. Um, but, you know, we did quite a few of those kicks last year during lockdown. So, Simon, that's, you know, not, just, that's not true, mate. We were uh, I deny Denying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had nothing to do with it. We that's just happened right. to bump into each other. We, we just bumped into each other walking around Caulfield Park, didn't we, guys? You managed to pop a calf, but you didn't. You, you also managed to uh, ensure that that tan is as glistening and as strong as it's, it's ever been. Um, are you solarium-based or are you just using... The, the solar system. What, what's going on there? I think it must be good, uh, good lighting, Maddie. I think, but um, yeah. Look, fortunate enough, as I mentioned earlier, to get away from you know to Noosa for yep. a week just prior to lockdown, and um, Mr. Jovanovic was kind enough to make, and, and Paul Gregory were kind enough to make some wonderful uh, recommendations on restaurants. And, and Simon Ricky's, what a fantastic restaurant! Uh, I mean, it's up there, isn't it? One of the best. Yes, one, one, of the best up, one of the best up there. Really, really good. So no, Maddie, uh, fortunate to yeah to sneak away, and uh, I think the tan's still there at the moment. But uh, I think it's good lighting, mate, more than anything. Who wins uh, Dreamtime at Optus Stadium? Your Tigers, my Bombers, and the Yayukan uh, medalist uh, or award winner, please, Brad. Maddie, uh, I think it's been eight years since you guys have beaten the Tigers uh, in in Dreamtime. Um, I think uh, I think we'll, we'll get you by a point. And uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Riley Collier Dawkins. He'll wow. he'll win the medal. Okay. So, but I'm sure it's it's bound to be a, a a great spectacle. Full house at at Optus. Should be a good one. Can't wait, mate. Should be a good one. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, Mandy and Thanks, uh, Brendan. You two used to be uh, teammates uh, in in Team uh, Chiminello. Um, and Mandy, of course, the business manager at Marcus's team. Brendan's uh, he's fled and, and gone back to Country Victoria. In Yaroa, uh, Mandy, I might start with you. Uh, as a business manager, how do these lockdowns impact uh, your world? I can only imagine that not sitting within your team has got to be bloody difficult. It is. It's really tricky, actually. Um, for someone who's as difficult to catch as Marcus, I'm probably at the bottom of the list at the moment. Unless I walk over a few streets down and knock on the door, I don't really catch him. Or Actually, I think he's still in the Zoom room at the moment. So that's the most I've seen of him in the last uh, week or so. Uh, but yeah, really tricky. Communication becomes more difficult when you've got, you know, so many people trying to get to you via text messages, phone calls, emails. It just becomes a little bit messier than actually popping in and saying hi and what's the go with this and getting short answers. But um, yeah, I think nothing can be as difficult as what last year was. So, you know, when the announcement rolled around for this time, it's like, uh, yeah, got this down. We know what to do. Uh, everyone just uh, lock and load and let's all roll home. What, what, uh, what advice do you have for other business managers or, or admin staff that uh, are trying to work through lockdown? Are there any tips or advice you could give to, to keep the, um, uh, the team humming, if you like? Yeah, um, and actually this sort of comes from experience of last year as well as this year. Um, and I've been emailing some of our admin team as well and, and just... I think uh, when this all happens and the, you know, the changes come through and the, the government announced, you know, one more week or it's going to be this amount of time, you know, you're very quick to want to plan exactly what that looks like on the other side and organise, you know, what the steps are going to be. But 
I, I sort of have put most things on ice for the moment and, and sort, sort of just rolling with the punches, um, being a bit more flexible, which is very outside of my uh, character mould. I do like to be very organised, very planned, very calculated, um, and I've just found that that really makes you do your job once, twice, three times over before we really get any certainty. So, um, and Marcus is pretty good with that, being very um, reactive the right way when it's called for rather than being too planned in advance and having to redo things two, three times over. So yeah. I think that's something, the biggest takeaway I learned from last year um, is just to chill out and just see, see what happens and you can jump on it when it comes up. Well, well done. I've just got um, some funny text messages coming through as we're as we're on this. Um, Brendan, Matthew, mate, sorry to keep you uh, to last. You are a very entertaining uh, member of uh, the Zoomcast fraternity. Um, Regional Victoria, you've got some slightly uh, or slightly varied do's and don'ts in your part of the world, mate. How are you going, and uh, how are things looking from a, a Regional Victoria perspective? Yeah, mate. Um, I'm actually in the office today, so we're back um, into it in effect from today as far as being able to do inspections. And obviously, we're still adhering to, um, uh, you know, wearing masks inside, although I'm not now. It'd sort of be a bit rude on the Zoom cast. But yeah, um, and yeah, still be, we're able to do inspections one-on-one -on -one and that sort of thing. So yeah, back into it today, but we were pretty well in a holding pattern or the same holding pattern uh, you guys were in for the last the last week or so. But yeah, we're, we're pretty fortunate really um up here so yeah it's been okay has your market gone absolutely wooshka with people uh wanting uh, regional property to to put into the portfolio given that the metropolitan yeah. melbourne market has gone through the roof uh, from a price perspective yeah it's been pretty steady like it since covid started it's been steadily um you know there's been a steady amount of demand like we've probably in like i'm in little Uroa, which is only sort of just under four thousand people um, and we've probably seen, I don't know, 30% growth in 12 months or so. Um, and this area probably wouldn't have seen that for the past, oh, maybe 10 years. Um, so, yeah, so it's been, it's been unique. And I think a lot of people here are adjusting to the new normal. And we're seeing, um, we're seeing these towns on a sort of, on these regions on a macro level shifting and really transforming um, as far as, you know, people coming to the areas and opening good cafes and good restaurants and, you know, investing into um, into these regions, which we haven't really seen for a long time. So really seeing these little towns transform um, before our eyes, really. It's, um, yeah, it's and it's a really good, healthy place to live. Like we, you know, my wife's from here and, um, yeah, so it's all, it's it's just a just an easy place to live. I think Mad said before about, like, not having um, High Street Armadale traffic, like, no traffic is like just unbelievable. You just sort of forget, like I, I was in Melbourne 10 years, but you forget how good it is to be able to get in your car and just drive and not have to sort of stop behind someone or a tram or a, someone on a bike or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. so it's good. Can't complain, mate. I saw, uh, I saw a really good Instagram uh, video uh, that you were in uh, for elders and uh, well, it's got some form of a property management um, to it. Can you, can you maybe work us through what that's about? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I employed Jenna about, uh, when would it be? Back in February now. So it's gone quick, as Kate was saying, years flying. And Jenna's our um, head of property management. So we've just sort of started a rent roll in the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, we did a bit of a promo video, um, yeah, which is sort of offering people that join or bring their property across to us the chance to win 
thousand bucks, mate, at Mitchelton Winery, which is a pretty good little um, winery and hotel and restaurant and all of that. So yeah, just trying to drum up a bit of business, mate. Build a build a good rent roll over the next few years. Good on you. Good on you. And what are you predicting for the balance of, of your year professionally in terms of um, how, how your market's shaping up? Um, I think we'll probably see, given the given the rapid growth we've seen here in the last year and a bit. Um, particularly relative to what the previous probably 50 years looked like, I think we'll probably see it steady a little bit. And I think that'd be not a bad thing. Um, like the Melbourne and Sydney markets that are having these bull markets at the moment, they've had them before and it's not, un, you know, it's not unusual and it's, you know, been and been there, done that. Whereas here we've seen an unprecedented, you know, I know words been used, but like there's it really, there hasn't been a time that uh, like what we've seen in, in like recent history. So I think we'll probably see it even out a little bit. It's already feels like that's happening. However, you just never know what the impact of a fourth lockdown will have on on Melbournians, and we won't really know that until you know they can actually come up here again, and we actually see the numbers on the ground here, and inquiries and inspections. So I just have a feeling it'll probably it'll probably find a little bit of a level rather than running away as it has been. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, mate. Last one. Obviously, you were a really high performing agent in Melbourne, and you've taken that skill set and and put it into country Victoria. Now that you're removed from the um, I appreciate your, your role is busy, but it might be different busy to what it would yeah. have been otherwise. Mate, do you have yep. any advice for, for the Melbourne agent who, you know, is snowed under, can't get all his callbacks done or all of his uh, emails attended to? Do you have any advice for someone who, who struggles to keep up from, from a time management perspective? Um, I think you have to work at a different pace when you're in the city. Like, and, and because you know, the expectation of the market and the client is probably, um, it's not higher, it's just a di- at a different speed. Um, and Maddie mentioned before about, you know, no appointments after sort of six o'clock. Well, that's it, interestingly here, it's the same. Like people, you know, they, they feel bad asking you out at five o'clock, let alone 6.30 or seven. So um, that, part, that part of it's hard to control. I mean, like I, I still think that you could probably, people could probably be a little bit more rigid with, their own structure, their own life and have yep. people work around them rather than the other way around. Marcus does that really well. So time management's always important, but um, I just think it's, you know, and look, having moved back here, as I said, I was in Melbourne 10 years, um, it's easier to stop and smell the roses here because things are at a slightly slower pace, but you really re- realise and remember how good that is for you and for not just for you, but for the people in your life, like, you, you know, my wife and I've got, I've got a 16 month old and, you know, so it's not just about yourself. It's about the people in your life and actually, you know, getting like actually spending time with them. And you sort of, I've done that by default a bit more here than I did in Melbourne. But yeah, I think that's probably the main thing. And, and you know, with COVID, the attitude I've taken from from the start is it's outside of my control, you know, so it's, it's sort of, you know, the influence it has and effect it has on you as an individual is really up to you. You can't control it. So you really, you know, you've you can either decide to let that affect you or you can, you know, look at the positives, which really are. And that's, I think that's what people have experienced down in Melbourne lately is you've actually had the opportunity to spend more time with whether it's your partner or your kids or family or whoever. Um, and people are sort of re rekindling, not rekindling the relationships, but re realizing how, um, how valuable that is because of how, and, and they notice that by how they feel themselves. They feel better in a way, a lot of people, which is, which is an interesting thing. So yeah, I think it's hard to compare the two. The, the, the pace here is completely different. My prospecting at the moment consists of walking to 
the local coffee shop and having literally five, like it takes an hour to go get coffee back, which I love that. Like it's, yeah. you know, everyone knows everyone in this town and, you know, you're not even talking about real estate and that's hard. Again, that's hard to replicate in, in a, in a uh, high density suburb, but um, yeah. So it's hard to compare the two, but just trying to control the controllables and manage your own time and realize that writing a million dollars or 800 grand or 500 grand or whatever it is should be sort of, probably not even in the top five or six things that you should be focused on in your life. I, that's my personal view. Um, you know, it's important, um, but it's not anywhere near as important as family, health, friends, you know, those things that really, you know, they really, as my wife says, they fill your bucket. Um, that's what she says to the primary school kids. So yeah, that, that would be that. I, I wouldn't be too old. I don't think people get caught up about the dollars and cents as much as they used to after this. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Everyone's nodding uh, along here. You got some absolute stars on, on here. Very well said. A beautiful way to, and a beautiful sentiment to finish a, a lockdown Zoomcast on that. Uh, you know, we value what we need to value, and the, the rest of it sort of take cares of itself. And um, I think everyone who's on here and has been a guest uh, in the past on Zoomcast might have echoed those sentiments uh, previously as well. So, mate, thank you for jumping on and, and sharing a little bit about what you what you're up to and. Uh, everybody, in fact, who, who's given up, uh, well, their Friday night, basically, we've gone on and on, but uh, how nice to get so many good performers, top performers on the same time, the same call, and uh, give a bit of a pep up to uh, some of the Victorian uh, real estate fraternity who might be doing it a little bit tough or, or might be enjoying a little bit of a well-deserved break to, uh, to listen to us gas bag about uh, how we're all going. Well done, team. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Maddie. Thanks, Maddie. Well done. Well Thanks, done. Thanks, team. Well done, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you.